Hi, I'm Tony G, host of The Tony G Show as well as The Tony G Show Interviews. This is the final interview in our October series of interviews. She is senior libero for the SNC volleyball team, Liz Maastricht. Liz Maastricht just surpassed 1,000 career digs, is majoring in biology with a pre-med emphasis with the goal of becoming a genetic counselor. We are very excited to welcome Liz Maastricht to today's show, and we hope you enjoy listening to the Tony G Show interviews, Liz Maastricht. Hi, Liz. Thanks Hi. For Thanks for having me. That right. You're senior yes. libero. That yes. is your position. Yeah. Explain these different positions to me. Yeah. You're a libero. Yes. But that's different from like everything else. Correct. So there's a libero and then there's also a DS, which is a defensive specialist. Okay. So that's like more if you play the back row, but you're not the libero. That's like the term for what you would be considered. Explain the substitution process to me with liberos. That's with, different than everything else. Yes. You don't have to yep. Stand there. Yep. Yep. So we, we have a different colored jersey Correct. and we don't count for the total amount of subs that you get in a set. Okay. Um, so we wear the different colored jerseys so they can see us run off and on the court and they know not to count us. And we can sub in for two people. But we can only serve for one person, if that makes sense. Okay, yes. So the, the rotations that you are on, let me get this right, they're strategic. Yes. Right, that's all coaching, that's all BJ, BJ mm-hmm. Bryant. Uh, yep. <laughs> so when you run on and off the court, that's all like formations, this is what we're going to do for this mm-hmm. serve. And you can only serve for one of those two players that... Yep. Okay. Interesting. Yep. As you explain this volleyball to me, I want you to get a little more personal. You just surpassed 1,000 career digs. I did. Yes. Thank you. What an achievement. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. What does that achievement mean to you? And how special was that to do here at St. Norbert College? Um, It was actually really special considering, like for me, I've only technically played a season and a half here. So just knowing that like, I put in all this work and then I actually got something out of it. And both seasons we've done very well, but like to have that extra achievement is really cool. And honestly, I could not do it without like my teammates. They they support me so well and absolutely cheer me on when that happened. It was really special. But put me in your your, in your mind, <laughs> yeah. cruising up to this moment. Mm, yep. And then it happens and you get the 1,000 career digs. I was there. <laughs> I was uh, doing my job. I work for the athletics department. I was doing my job. And I, you, you had a dig, and then the whole place just went nuts. People must have been counting. Like, yeah. Because you were very close to it. I yeah. was made aware of it before the mm-hmm. match ever got going. But then it happened, and everyone mm-hmm. went nuts. What was that like for you to hear that and witness that? Um, it was. I wasn't expecting it at all. I had, I think, six left going into that game. Okay. And we thought I was going to get it, but obviously, like, you don't ever know right you're not counting yeah. yeah um but then we t- they took a timeout or we took a timeout and i think i had one left and my parents were definitely counting <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. so like i think a lot of people just knew like my teammates knew um and i didn't expect that reaction at all like i kind of wanted to cry <laughs> it was awesome. just cool like it just i don't think i was ever expecting that much support out of it i think because like it's cool for me but i don't ever think i realized that it'd be that special to everyone else too so when it happened it surprised you yeah right absolutely <laughs> but then you did it the whole place goes nuts you still had a volley to finish i mean the ball yeah. was still in the air yeah you dug- Play I, was, was still going, I think right? i was laughing the whole time we, i think we <laughs> hit it into the net like immediately after that okay. so it was like dead sure. but i know if it kept going i think i would have just been laughing the entire play have you hit a milestone like that in 
your athletic career before, like in high school or anything, or has this been like your first, like major, like you know, thousand digs? That's pretty incredible. I hit a thousand digs at the end of my senior year of high school, cool. but it was like the very end. Mm. So it, I don't know. It still feels different because like that was that took me three seasons and like all of three seasons. Mm, yeah. Where like this took me. A, I don't know, a lot less. <laughs> and it's at the next level. It's Yeah, yeah. It's head and toes. So yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And we'll be asking you about those elements of it in a c- couple questions here, about five minutes or so. But before we get there, how many digs do you think you've had in your life? I mean, like in everything put together, high oh. school, college. Like, oh, no. Oh, just, yeah, because, I mean, I guess if you're fun. including like club too. Gym class, <laughs> everything. Gym class. Practice. I don't know. Go for practice Oh, too. gosh. Practice too. You got to be... You gotta be five thousand. Right? Yeah, I would. I mean, I would guess. Oh. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> I like that's. You're not counting. I, no. <laughs> yeah, really. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, so what's the key to a to a good dig? Like, what is it that makes that? How, like, because every it's just not something that everybody does. Obviously, there's yeah. some skill to it. What's the key to a good dig? Um. Well, I think like if you can, um, like a high ball on the 10 foot line not like super close to the net but not like super far off the net so you can run all three hitters or the setter can dump like a dig that gives the setter a lot of options i would say yeah but isn't like making them run all the way across the gym (laughs) and dive for it but there's times where like even getting like anything up just in the air is a good dig in my mind like when my teammates get like an amazing dig like diving just even getting it in the air is a good dig because in volleyball and you can correct me if i'm wrong it's more of a reaction type of sport mm-hmm. after that first serve or even in the first serve ever every hit you are reacting to yeah it, right yeah it's very much like for me knowing that the setter can dump and then can set any person back row or front row it's like you you just have to react to it um you can't cheat because otherwise you get <laughs> <laughs> exactly but you sound like you have a lot of knowledge of volleyball, and I, I believe it. Is there coaching in your future one day, do you think? I don't know. You, just speak, you speak like a coach, like like someone who is trying to teach the game. So do you think that's in your future? I don't know. I have never really thought about it. I do, like, enjoy the aspect of, like, analyzing things and um, – like when people ask me for advice, like I love giving them like tips or like watching them in practice and they'll ask me for like, what did I do wrong? And I, I enjoy giving them feedback. Right. Okay. Um, I don't know if I could ever be a coach though. That's a lot of pressure. It is. It, you're right. <laughs> and it takes a little bit more of a, uh, aggressive spirit, I suppose. Yeah. You know, you got to tell people when they're in the wrong. Yeah. You seem like you have that leadership quality to you. Thank and you. I suppose co- coaching is probably far down the road, but in being a libero, again, tying in this idea, is that something you have to be a captain of a team for? Is there captains in volleyball? Or how does the whole captaincy work in the yeah. game of volleyball? Uh, we have, we have like, captains on our team, but then we have on-court captains, too. Okay. Um, the on-court captain, like the floor captain, has to be on the court at all times. Usually that's how you just nominate someone. So it's usually grace. Yep. Okay. Um, but the, like, our captains on our team... Usually, I think he has the team choose them. So, me, Grace, and Aaron are the captains Aaron this year. Aaron yep. mm-hmm. Grace Bauman are the names you're mentioning. What's the key to gaining momentum in volleyball? Because in watching volleyball and not knowing a whole lot about it, it seems like there's, again, it's a reaction sport. But what's the key to getting that momentum and starting to sway the match and eventually, you know, the, the entire season your way? What's the key to the momentum? 
Um, it's very much a team sport. Um, and I think like something that we've been working on as a team is like playing together. So cheering on your teammates when they get a good kill gives you so much momentum because like you're riding off that high of that energy, your excitement for your teammate. But then when you do something good, they'll give it right back. So that's super important when you start to lose positivity and energy, like your play goes with it. And it's, I think very obvious for anybody watching, um, you can see like other teams just losing it and they'll like get a good kill and then they'll be excited. And then for a little bit, they'll like play well. And then it's like immediately back down. So that's the key to doing. I'm starting to lay this out in my head. The key to getting that momentum is squashing the other team's momentum. <laughs> yeah. In, yeah. In the <laughs> Pretty okay. much. With, I mean, with your own, I think. Like, right, right. With your own energy. I yeah. get what you're saying. So you do have to bring that. Mm-hmm. energy absolutely and that level of excitement to the game that must take a lot of energy it does <laughs> you must get out of a volleyball <laughs> yeah. match and be like i am just tired. yeah i think oh, there was a brief moment like where we had five matches in a week and then mm. we had just had three over the weekend or something and all of us were like <laughs> exhausted yeah. just wanted to sleep but you push through it mm-hmm. you know there's an end to it so sure. um kind of piggybacking off that same topic Tony and I, I don't, you've never played competitive volleyball, have you? No. Okay. At least not at the collegiate level, we haven't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We aren't we are, we are no Liz Monster. Right. So just kind of comparing this to my soccer experience and, and having a player that, you know, on the opposing team that you just kind of like, you give a quick little, you know, elbow jab to or something. And how is that different in volleyball? Because obviously you guys are split mm. down the court. Do you have, yeah. have you ever had a player where you guys are just like, like you guys are, be like you are just focusing oh. all of your energy on just like I want this player to mess up like how, how does that work out in volleyball yeah so I mean for me it's a big thing with setters and hitters um because if I'm like a hitter well you know don't want them to win I right. don't like them of course. if I dig them like I'll make sure they know mm. <laughs> wow. or like the whole team well like you just cheer extra hard yeah, like you yeah, just yeah. dug them like I'm gonna you didn't get the point sorry right, about it right <laughs> this is like psychological warfare Mm -hmm. it kind of is sometimes because even like with blocking i know if we're uh watching out for like a specific player and we block her that's we go nuts we make sure she knows (laughs) that she just got blocked but like that does a lot to the other team too because once you start picking on their best player and like you actually are getting in their head the whole team goes right with them Mm. Yeah, that's so, interesting. I mean, there's definitely some smack talk, though, I would say. Really? I don't know if every anybody can hear it, but... That's cool. Yeah, I, I kind of figured it was more, you know, you, obviously you're not jabbing elbows and yeah. stuff over the net, but it's... Or tripping I, or something. Yeah. Like right. That. I right. mean, you want to have good sportsmanship. Course, don't get me wrong, but sometimes you got to... Well, you got to, you know, you know that whatever competitive takes nature to win. Just yeah. gets out. You're an athlete. I mean, it happens. Yeah. I'm so interested in this on-court nature of volleyball and volleyball players. This is something I haven't been exposed to before. I've worked with the athletics department in my time being a student at St. Norbert College. This is my first year working with the volleyball team. Mm -hmm. And when I see certain things, I'm like, I wonder what's going on here. When BJ, the head coach, BJ Bryant, when he sends you over to talk to the official who's on the other side of the court, (laughs) I mean, it takes like, it it seems like it takes forever. Like the whole place just goes quiet and you're having this conversation. What is said in those moments? What's the purpose Um, of that? Sometimes he has a question about like why a play went a specific way. I don't exactly know if it's sometimes just to, like, see if they're paying attention and, like, 
get in their heads a little bit um or if it's just like to take give us a little time to like recollect and get back together even if we are winning just like give us a little time right. or if he actually has a question hmm. i'm not sure that's actually a good <laughs> <laughs> do you think about that in those moments like oh this is yeah, just another some, time killer type of sometimes thing. i just ask them questions until i feel like we've had enough time and then i what'd you have for breakfast today? yeah okay <laughs> casual conversations speaking of bj Bryan, again head coach of the women's volleyball team i've heard this story from him about how you became <laughs> a volleyball player you've alluded to it slightly in the early onset of this interview. I want to hear from you. How did you become a volleyball player at St. Norbert <laughs> College? Because again, when I heard it from BJ's perspective, he was asking, he saw you doing something that was on volleyball related. And he was like, what are you, what are you doing? Come play. <laughs> yeah. The end of my junior year of high school and the start of my senior year, I was like thinking about playing in college. I knew it was a possibility, but I just didn't know if I wanted to. And so I had emailed some coaches like, I was touring campuses, whatever, um, and I had toured here, and I had talked with BJ. I'm pretty sure he offered me a spot on the team. Um, I had toured another college, did the same thing, um, and then I just kind of, like, ghosted everyone. I think I decided, <laughs> like, I didn't think my body was physically able to play anymore, and I wanted to, like, not do physical therapy for the rest of my life or like things like that which may have been exaggerated in my mind but like you know I kind of just wanted the college experience and so I, I like picked a college that I liked without volleyball and then I was working the volleyball games I was doing like the book at the table and he's like don't I know you and I was like yeah <laughs> yeah you do <laughs> and then he asked me to come play and I was like I guess I'll join second semester <laughs> so yeah it was, I don't know. I don't regret not coming here to not play, and okay. I don't regret joining the team either. Mm -hmm. So, I get it. I I can respect that taking mm -hmm. the element of the athletics out to make your college decision. Yeah. To uh, you know, where, where do I want to spend yeah. the next four years of my life and yeah. get my degree? That's probably ultimately the best choice, the best way you could have done that. Yeah. So, in the timeline of events of your athletics career, you go from a thousand career digs in high school, you graduate high school, and you get offered a you recruited to college to play volleyball get offered a few different positions and then you decide to take that out just look at where i want to go for school and then we'll see where the chips may fall after that you come to st norbert college and the story occurs you are now a volleyball player and then covid happens mm -hmm. yeah. so you you get some experience under your belt covid happens wipes out everything mm -hmm. and now you're back senior year playing i mean is there any sort of I wonder what the right word is for the situation where you, you of course, missed that first year because, you know, and again, you didn't have any regrets of it. But then you started playing. You're looking at three years of college volleyball, and then it, one gets wiped away. Yeah. What does that do to you as an athlete? I don't know. It just feels sort of ironic. <laughs> like, yeah. to be totally honest, like, I have one season. I actually ended up not even being able to participate in spring. I, like, had an injury and had surgery, so that was cut out. And then COVID happened anyways, so... I was sent home and got to recover at home. So I guess like for me, that was nice because okay. yep. uh, everybody's seasons were taken away. But then I thought that we were going to have a junior season and we only had one senior that year who I was really good friends with. So it was just like devastating in a way to like not be able to celebrate her at all or like yeah. play one more year with her. It was, I don't know. I got, my time was very short, I feel like. Yeah, I would agree. Here, but. I of course, you've had a couple seasons wiped away. Yeah. Playing at this level, Division three level, do you 
ever in your mind think, I'm good enough to, or I have aspirations to play at a higher level? Maybe I wish I would have went to a Division Two, Division, maybe even Division One. Was there any aspiration to play at a higher higher level than Division Three? Like originally, the thought was there. Like I could if I wanted to. Right. But I always liked the idea of like playing um, because I wanted to, not because I guess people owned me or like I was a part of the school and like being paid to be an athlete. Like right. I, by my own terms, am choosing to participate in. Uh, a college sport and my academics still come first which I also appreciate because I like school and I like learning but having like a place I can go play volleyball and still have fun and compete is also like a b- added bonus right like you're you're a student athlete not an athlete student right. that a lot of those d1 athletes end up becoming as yeah. more of an athlete than yeah focusing on their studies yeah and I think I knew that after college I was probably going to be done so like having this time was really important to me but like being able to step away from it and of course have right. like education and education that mattered to me was also important what about st norbert college brought you here uh, if it wasn't volleyball what what were you like i got yeah. to go to this school my older brother went here correct i'm gonna um, ask you about that in a second too, oh so be prepared. great <laughs> so i got to visit with him and then also on my own but just hearing him talk about the school, like the community he was a part of, his team, um, the professors, the classes, and then meeting like some of the biology professors and knowing that that program is really good was like all, I don't know, an added bonus for me. And the campus is beautiful. I, don't, I In the fall, it's really pretty. But I do want to ask you about the relationship that you just mentioned. <laughs> Your brother, Jack, I grew a relationship with him through baseball. He was a baseball player here. Very successful one, too, I might add, both on the field and academically as well. Tell me about your relationship with him. Is there is there a competitive nature to it? Well, no? I have two brothers. I'm right, the middle right. of two brothers, and we're all very competitive. My okay. whole family is. But in terms of, like, sports, I was always just, like, very proud of him and wanted to support him as much as I could. I loved going to his games when his senior year got taken away because that was the first COVID semester. He was devastated and I was right there with him. Like it sucked. But having him be at school with me was probably like another reason I came here. I loved it. I would go visit him all the time. For his birthday, we, me and my friends like decorated his door. Like we just, (laughs) we were stupid, but it was funny. Like um, we would get lunch all the time and it's just like a, it's almost like a, comfort to me to have him around and yeah, he still lives yep. in De Pere, which is also nice and I get to have him he'll probably hate that I'm talking about him <laughs> so much but I, I love seeing him and he sure. supports me at all my games which is also super special so yeah I do see him all the time I know <laughs> Yeah. So it's not necessarily competitive. I was driving at, oh, you know, we, we always rub each other's achievements oh, in our faces but it's always no. more supportive. No, yeah. Saying. Okay. Yeah. I can respect that. Yeah. So I want to ask you again one more question about the college selection. You mentioned that there was other Schools involved. Was there any time where you were like, I'm not going to go to St. Norbert, I'm going to go to this school? Or was it always just straightforward, I'm going to go to St. Norbert? I was between St. Norbert and Loris College. But then I kind of thought about it and I was like, eh, this seems like an obvious choice. (laughs) Sure. Okay. All right. Again, I want to ask you about some relationships that you formed. Mm -hmm. Let's start with uh, BJ Bryant, head coach. What's he like as a head coach? What's his style? What's it like to work with him? I think he's pretty straightforward. He'll just tell you how it is. Yep. I think that's 
nice, at least for me, like knowing where I stand or knowing what's coming next. There's never any smoke is what you're saying. Like he won't ever like <laughs> sugarcoat things. He'll tell you. Yeah. You got to play better or you got to yeah. be doing this too much. I mean, sometimes when he knows you just need like a pick me up, he'll, he'll give you a pick me up. But if you ask for like him to tell you how it is, he'll tell you how it is. So that's nice. <laughs> tell me about the assistant coaches a little bit more <laughs> and the relationship that you have with them. They're... Definitely like the comedic side of things. <laughs> I they, I respect they, them yeah, I so much mean. and they know what they're talking about and they also give great advice. And I go to Mike for a lot of things, but they're definitely funny and I love having them around. <laughs> <laughs> Same with Lexi too. Yep. I love having yep. Lexi around. Van Heel. I, I noticed that from, again, working the volleyball for this season, I'll look down at them and they just look like they're partying. I mean, yeah. they're having a great time yeah. on the court. Yeah. They still get frustrated too, for sure. And but they're definitely the comedic relief, I would say. Sometimes. I have a story, quick story, brief story, that sets up my next question. August thirty first, Monday, this year was the first day of school. I, you know, right where I'm going with this. <laughs> I, I just get done with a meeting with um, sports information director uh, Dan Lucas of Saint Norbert College. I'm walking out of the athletics building, the Mulva Family Fitness and Sports Center. And I get stopped by these two volleyball players, Liz Maastricht, and the other one is Grace Bauman, both seniors. And they asked me to take pictures for them ahead of their, uh, they had an exhibition match between, uh, just split the team up in two, St. Norbert versus St. Norbert. And so I took a picture, a man of the people, I will yeah. gladly do it. Yeah. <laughs> but that only set the stage for me to witness this all season long. That there is this, bond between you and grace that is i think deeper than and this isn't a knock on the other players on the team but your relationship with grace i can just see it is a little bit more strong it's just that next level of of teammateship you know what mm -hmm. i mean yeah explain to me your relationship with grace Bowman. she's one of my best friends like at school right which i think just makes like playing with her even more special i didn't know her till the second semester of freshman year like when i actually joined the team but she was intimidating because she's so good but she was also just super nice like welcoming wanted me to uh, participate in whatever they were doing and when I saw her at practice like when I would watch them practice for a semester she would always say hi and um, like playing with her she would like support me and tell me what I would do wrong but most of the time she would just tell me to like get out of your head which I needed to hear so she always knew what to say which also like creates the special friendship that I have with her I think um, I don't know. She's also just like a really good teammate, a really good person. And you did mention very good. She just surpassed 1,000 career yeah. kills. Yeah. You seem like this light person doesn't take themselves too seriously. What has been a challenge or an obstacle that you've had to overcome as a student athlete? You mentioned there was an injury. You've mentioned COVID. You mentioned not playing for a couple seasons. What has been a challenge that you look at as a cornerstone in your career that you had to overcome? I am very hard on myself. Which, when you're, I think, on the court all the time, that, like, as the libero, that can negatively impact everybody else. Like, it can negatively impact me because I'm thinking way too much and I can mess up. But I think a lot of people look to me for, like, energy and positivity. And so if I'm being hard on myself, it carries everyone down with me. So... I would say like a big challenge is, was figuring out how to like not let my mistakes get the best of me 
and make sure that I'm focusing on the fact that it's a team sport. Everyone messes up. It's okay. It's how you play the next point that counts, that matters. But that definitely was a challenge. It took me, I think, until this year to like kind of figure out, not even completely figure out, but like more than high school. I get it. (laughs) As you were uh, talking there and you maybe just have answered that question, but I want to ask it more specifically. Is that something you think that you've beaten or do you still battle it? I definitely think it's like an everyday battle. Like there's days where it can get the best of you if you let it for sure. And I think there are days that I do. I try not to let those be game days or days that we have practice, but it's definitely like an everyday battle, I think, just to be better. Liz Maastricht is uh, human too. <laughs> so what's next after St. Norbert College? I have a couple questions here. Your major is biology. You have the career aspirations to become a genetic counselor. Explain that a little more in depth to me. You can work in like a hospital. I'll, like That'd probably be where I would work. But you work with people who are at risk for different genetic diseases or who have a genetic disease running in their family. Um, And then you help with like risk management, prevention, um, different treatment plans. And you, so people can get genetic tested or not. And then based on that, you can kind of give them different directions on where to go with their treatment, with their um, like other family members if they need to get tested. Advising them. Yeah, yeah. So it's more like counseling just about genetics. <laughs> so then what's next after uh, you graduate? Say you graduate. Let's hope mm-hmm. you do. Huh? Yeah, fingers <laughs> crossed. <laughs> Say you graduate. Grad school, is that something you have to go for another couple of years of schooling for? Yeah, I actually think I'm going to go on a mission trip for a year or two, a service trip, something like that, and then go into grad school. It's a two-year program usually, so it's not horrendous. Right. But it's really hard to get into, so... Just having other experience elsewhere in life and then hopefully getting into grad school. But I'll figure it out, I'm sure. <laughs> You'll figure it out. Yep, yep, absolutely. Well, uh, we wish you the best of luck with that. Thank you. We are towards the back end of this interview, Liz. And that means that we are going to do our segment that we have started with our interviews. This is the fourth interview of the season, second of the October series. We do our 60 seconds segment. I'm going to throw questions at you. We're going right. to rapid fire questions and answers for 60 seconds. This is 60 Seconds with Liz Mostrick. When Will starts the timer, Liz, right off the top of your head. Okay. Just let me know what you're thinking. You ready? Yes. I got the timer. All right. You ready, Will? And your goal. What's your favorite movie series of all time? Mamma Mia. (laughs) An athlete you look up to? Uh, My aunt. Favorite song to play on the piano? Ooh. Oh, uh, Pacabella, Canon and D, or... Have to pick one out of these three, Matthew Weaver, Matthew Swanson, or Will McCormick. Will McCormick. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Thank All you. friends of the show, Will McCormick, <laughs> a member of the show as well. Blueberry pie or blueberry pancakes? You're a fan of blueberries. Pancakes. Go-to meal from Nicolay. French toast. Favorite professor at SNC? Dr. King. Most exciting holiday for you? Christmas. What year was Mount Rushmore open to the public? I have no clue. <laughs> October 31st, 1941. It's oh. an easy one. Yeah, come oh, on. shoot. Favorite animal at the zoo? Uh, monkey. <laughs> In volleyball, what's more rewarding, a tough dig or an ace? A tough dig. Your favorite public address announcer ever? Tony G. <laughs> Correct. That was 60 seconds with uh, Liz Mostrick. You did great. Uh, I'm a little ashamed that you didn't know 
that Mount Rushmore has almost been open I know, for like shoot. 80 years now. Yeah. I'll be ready for that next time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Liz, one final question that I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. And I want you to take some time. I want you to answer it as genuinely as possible. Okay. What motivates you? What motivates me is to positively, the way I can positively impact other people, I think. I love making people smile and I strive to do that every day. And I think it's hard in sports to do that. But if I can uplift a teammate or help them do something that they're struggling with, I think that I've succeeded in the day. So there you go. Tony G Show interviews Liz Maastricht has concluded. Thank you for your time, Liz. We wish you nothing but the best of luck with the conclusion of the season. And after you graduate from St. Norbert, best of luck. Thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Tony G Show interviews Liz Maastricht. She was the final interview in our October series of interviews, which also featured St. Norbert College men's hockey coach Tim Coughlin. Make sure to follow the show on social media at Tony G Nation and at Willis5312 on Twitter. Subscribe to the Tony G Show, which is now on Amazon Alexa. Keep an eye out for the November series of interviews, and thank you again for listening to both interviews in the October series with Tim Coughlin and this one with Liz Maastricht.